Hello and welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord and this is episode 147. I know it's been some time since I have done an episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. It's the beginning of the school year for me and it's been an action-packed, upbeat, busy time of the year. And along the way, of the beginning of the school year, whether uh, if if I can get to the gym or whether I, I have some some time to pause and reflect, I'll jot down an idea or two for an episode. And and actually, this episode is timely because it actually coincides with the re-release of one of my favorite albums by the who and that album is entitled who's next and here is a very used uh much played copy of of the who's next album which came out in 1971 it is a uh iconic album and it is considered to be probably depending on what circle that you're in and, and what level of fan of the who that you're talking to this album is is considered to be kind of their their zenith their peak uh their their best album i know that for those of you that you know may you may fall into the tommy cap camp the or the quadrophenia camp or maybe it's the early singles of of the who but this album who's next is is special lots of great songs are are, are off this album such as baba o'reilly Bargain, John Entwistle's My Wife, uh, Behind Blue Eyes, Won't Get Fooled Again. All of these songs, in fact, pretty much the whole album is a um, staple of classic rock radio. And several of these songs from this album are played frequently by The Who in uh, in concert. But it is it is just such a a, a wonderful album and an innovative album. Uh, this is where Pete Townsend uh, pioneers the use of, of the synthesizer and, and synthesizers were still kind of in the early stages of, of their kind of um, mainstreamness, mainstreamed usage. Um, this is also where we have the great session piano player, Nicky Hopkins, uh, who who is his, his piano playing is just so melodic and so right for the Who, and, and he appears on 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 two songs, getting in tune, and the song is over. And of course, you have the opening title track, Baba O'Reilly, uh, commonly misreferred to as Teenage Wasteland. Um, that's not the title of the song, um, but. Uh, a great song with with a wonderful uh, violin solo and and just those icon that iconic synthesizer riff that plays throughout out the song. Well, who's next? Which came out in 1971 was intended to be something larger, something greater in in scope. And Pete Townsend uh, was was looking for a way to create a follow-up to his rock opera, Tommy, which came out 1969. And this album was a major hit. And this album was a major step forward with The Who. And 
you know, a double album, which which tells the story of the title character and uh, and does it in in the format of, of rock opera. Well, how do you follow up an epic? How do you follow up uh, an album that uh, not only was a major hit on on both sides of the Atlantic and the Pacific and, and, and all places in between, but an album that has this kind of grandeur, this album that that has this this kind of scope and sequence of something that's larger than a standard rock album. Well, you come up with uh, something that that uh, is is larger than that. You come up with something that is not only going to be a rock opera, but it's going to be a film. It's going to be a stage performance, and it's going to integrate all of these innovative uh, instruments such as the synthesizer. And it's going to tell the story of this uh, dystopian world in, in which people plug into the grid and plug into some version of what we now know has the internet and virtual reality and augmented reality. And it's going to tell all, have all of these kind of um, mystical themes and, and these, these references to the one note. Uh, and and we're going to call this album Lifehouse. And and Townsend worked in earnest on this and recorded demos. And 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 it had kind of not only just an operatic scope, but but just something larger. He was dealing with 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 new frontiers in music, new frontiers in expression, and and dealing with this thing known and writing about this thing known as the grid, which basically is the internet. This is 1970, 1971. Uh, the rest of the band indulged uh, with Townsend on, on the recording of, of this Lifehouse project. And somewhere along the way in its creation and, and production, the Lifehouse project faltered, it failed. And um, they, they had to quickly come together uh, with, with a new album, uh, something that may, may be a little bit smaller, something that may be a little more digestible. So Townsend, unfortunately, had to take this Lifehouse concept, put it on the shelf, and, and take these songs from Lifehouse, and, and the band pulled together the album that we now know as Who's Next. And Lifehouse became one of those uh, mythical, unreleased projects uh, of the Who, such as the Beach Boys did with with Smile, and every now and then a song uh, from the Lifehouse project would would be released on a on a Who album, uh, or come up in a different version, or a demo would would come out. And it really wasn't until probably around, I guess, two thousand, the year two thousand or or so, or ninety nine, roughly, that Townsend pulled together the pieces of the Lifehouse story and came out with uh, a radio play known as Lifehouse. He pulled together uh, a live performance of, of, of Lifehouse and uh, taking a lot of the songs from Who's Next and a lot of unreleased songs and songs that were that appeared on different albums and pulled this together. And he'd been tinkering again with this, this concept, this project, you know, close to 30 years. Well, 2000, it comes out um, and he's still tinkering with it. And in fact, uh, the Who's Next album uh, has been re-released uh, with, I guess, the, just this past Friday, today's Sunday. And um, 
He's he's pulled it all together uh, in a, a kind of a multi-volume box set with a graphic novel representing the play, the story of, of Lifehouse. And I think the, the importance of this whole notion of Lifehouse and who's next um, echoes, what do we do with failure? What do we do when, when something fails, whether we have this grand vision and, and, and we're excited about it, and, and, and for whatever reason, it flops, it falters, it fails, it doesn't, it doesn't turn out the way that, that we intended. Now, we can easily retreat, take our project, put it in a vault someplace, and, and put it um, or bury it someplace and, and, and deal with some level of heartbreak and sadness and, and dejection. But in Townsend's case, he took that failure and basically reiterated the concept of Lifehouse and it served as the foundation for a masterpiece that we have as who's next. And not only did he stop there, he continued to work on this project over, you know, now over a, a, a 50 year, 50 plus year period in which we now have it re-released and come and, and, and it's out again. For me, in looking at this notion of, of failure and looking at this notion of, of how failure is a foundation for future masterpieces, I think it's important for for not only where, where I'm coming from as, as an educator and as a colleague, when we, we have these great ideas as leaders, right? And, and we have these great, great, uh, these notions of how we're gonna do this in the schoolhouse or do this in the organization. And it may fumble, it may falter, may fail. And that's okay. Failure is a part of reality. Failure is, is a part of what happens, right? Uh, Again, Thomas Edison and the light bulb, uh, the Wright brothers and um, and flight, all of these kind of grand things that great people in history have invented or innovated. Failure is a part of the is, is a part of the the equation. Failure is the variable that we have to accept and we have to persevere and have a level of resilience um, in terms of bouncing back and and using that failure as the foundation for something better or the foundation for something greater or the foundation for something that, that hasn't been thought of yet, right? Vision has to evolve. Ideas have to evolve. Just as Pete Townsend evolved the concept of Lifehouse, it failed, it flopped in, in, its, in its production and it served as the template for one of the best selling and highly regarded albums, not only by The Who, but one of the most highly regarded albums in rock history. And then he didn't settle there. Again, sometimes masterpieces take time. Sometimes visions take time to evolve. And, and we have to have that resilience and patience with that. And, and if we hang in there, and if we hang in there with others who share that vision with us, then the vision will evolve into a concept or an idea or a reality that we didn't expect or we didn't envision from the beginning. I think about, for example, Celebrate Monday, which was basically an idea that I came up with that started off as 
a an experiment to get the school that I was serving at the time to get more involved in telling our story and uh, and shifting the culture into a positive start for the week with the students that we serve. And I figured we would do this over two weeks. And although um, it it didn't it didn't become like this massive success in 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 the first schoolhouse that I served. And, and, you know, I was a little bit in my feelings about that. And I was a little vulnerable about that. I saw that Celebrate Monday was popping up in different schools all over the country and all over the world through social media. I didn't expect that. I didn't intend that. So very much like Pete Townsend, you know, where we, we have this idea of Lifehouse and this multimedia project and these grand schemes. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you've had those kind of big ideas and big schemes and big dreams and, and, and they fail. Don't stop there. Don't press pause at the onset of failure. Rethink failure as being the foundation for something greater re-envision the failure as being that opportunity to change and grow and to take your dream or to take your idea to the next level, just like Pete Townsend and the Who did with Who's Next and then Lifehouse as we have it today. So just a little bit on failure today, just a little nod to one of my favorite bands, the Who. What's your masterpiece going to be? What failure will serve as the ignition or the catalyst for something new and different that was not part of that original vision or idea. I'd love to know and I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a DM, whether it's on X or or Instagram at SM Gaylord, or you can drop an idea to me at LinkedIn at Sean Gaylord. So just a brief notion on failure and a nod to the who here on this quick episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I look forward to hearing about your ideas and how that you are uh, transforming failure into something better and greater and not using failure as 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 an excuse to press pause on the great ideas that you have to share that will help transform your organization or schoolhouse. As I always sign out here on the Principal Liner Notes podcast, don't forget to share with the world your dreams, your ideas, and your visions because the world needs them and you help make the world a better place just like the band The Who has done with their great music. And I look forward to the great music that you will share and you will promote in your schoolhouse or organization. This is Sean Gaylord signing off. Thanks for tuning in.